Hello, and welcome to another episode of From Paper to People. This is episode 209. This is Carolyn Neelachlan, and I am your hostess with the mostest. I'm flying without a net today, I gotta say, because uh, I saw something and it captured my imagination and not in a good way. So I decided I would come here and talk to you all about it today. Uh, But first, I want to acknowledge a new patron on Patreon. Her name is Linda Gale Price. She is our latest seedling. Thanks for joining us, Linda. And if you haven't already, Linda, please go to facebook.com and find From Paper to People podcast group. That group is for everybody who listens to the podcast or who wants to but hasn't started yet. I welcome that as well. And we're there for each other as a community. We look stuff up for each other. We make each other laugh with the weekly meme day. We have a genealogy meme day and other things, you know, uh, family pictures, all kinds of stuff. We have all kinds of discussions. It's a good soft landing, a fun place to be. No snobbery allowed and absolutely no harshness, because if you do that, you got to kick rocks. So thank you again, Linda. I really appreciate your being along on this ride. What have I got to talk to you about? Okay, I was on Twitter, as I am every day, and I came across a tweet from Reclaim the Records, and you know that they're good. You know that they're good, and they're always thinking analytically and a few steps down the road. And I want to apologize because, you know, I feel like I haven't really done that so far in this year and a half of podcasting. So we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about the actions that a company can take that may threaten your research. And we're going to talk about what we can do to think ahead and to think around the corner as researchers, as genealogists, as family historians, in order to preserve our work and not lose track of documents, photographs, or any other kind of sourcing that's online. Because remember, while the tree that you start may be online, the ultimate tree is not. You have to do a lot of footwork whether you have somebody else doing it for you and sending it to you, or you're doing it yourself, going to brick and mortars. And if you lose that tree online, that is the foundation of your work. You're not going to know what questions to answer. You're not going to know what you need. And you're really, really going to be stuck. So the tweet that I read today was from Reclaim the Records. And it said of an article about Ancestry, why go through with the IPO you've been planning and announcing for literally years when you can just blatantly suck out all the cash and leave the company with an immense junk debt load instead? Say, has anyone seen a Toys R Us around lately? Well, I took that to heart and I read the article. The article is called Ancestry.com Owners Aim to Extract $900 Million Payout with loan. So we're going to have to talk a little bit about money first. And this is the funny part. Everybody, I'm totally serious. Everybody in my nuclear family, except me, has an MBA. I never even took a finance course. I have no clue. I use my fingers and a calculator. That's how I get around in the world of numbers. But I'm going to explain to you, if you don't know already, what an IPO is and the dangers of what may be happening here. So I've been looking forward to an IPO for Ancestry. It is an initial public offering of stock. And that means that Ancestry says, or the 
parent company of Ancestry says, hey, we need some money. Let's issue this stock out there to the world at a price that we believe is fair, and let's let people buy it. And let's let people sell it when they want to, buy it when they want to, hold it for however long they want to. And it's a purely market-driven thing. Let's let the market decide the value of our company. And let's let people individually and maybe even funds decide whether or not they want to be a part of financing our company. That's one way to do things. And I think that's a great way to do things. Everybody can own a little piece. That's really good. But... What this article says is that Ancestry and its owners, really, look to be taking out a bunch of private loan instead of making a public offering. That means basically the way that I see it, going to a credit card. If they go to a credit card, they take out a loan, and then they extract $900 million out of Ancestry, we have no guarantee that they're ever going to pay that money back. And it could be that what this owner company is doing is gutting Ancestry. Now, the way that I look at it, Ancestry has three main assets. The first is the records that it has on tap for people to be able to build trees. The second is the pool of trees themselves. And for them, that means the income that they get from memberships in Ancestry. And the third thing is DNA tests and the money that they get from selling DNA testing and probably using that as a lure to get people to then buy a membership and build trees. Well, what scares me is that any or all of those things could go away because Ancestry could go away. Now, I've been saying this for a while, and that's why I have stressed that the best thing you can do with your tree if you want to keep it online, is to flip it over to Family Search, which means grab you a Latter-day Saint and have that Latter-day Saint help you with going through your tree with you and flipping your tree over person by person onto Family Search, making all of the corrections that are necessary. And then it's there forever with Family Search because The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is going nowhere as a member. I'm telling you that this is true. And Family Search belongs to my church. It's always going to be there as a public asset for free for people to use in order to look up records and in order to store records and all that kind of stuff. So that's the first thing that I have actually talked to to everybody about is, is that it would be a good idea to put things on Family Search. But there's some other things that we need to do, because I really do believe that ancestry is not forever. Family search, mm, more likely to be, even if it changes forms as they improve it. But one of the things that we all need to be doing on a weekly basis is backing up our GEDCOM files. The GEDCOM file is the file that is the tree itself. That holds all of the data about all the people in your tree and all of the relationships. Just to download that GEDCOM file or GEDCOM, some people say, to your hard drive is the number one thing. Number two is it can't just live on your hard drive. It has to live in the cloud. So you need to save it to some kind of a cloud service. And the third thing is those two things still might fall apart. So the third place to put it 
is also to back up onto some kind of a memory stick or other outside drive of some kind that's a physical drive that you can carry around and plug into a computer if your hard drive crashes or something like that happens, or if somehow you lose access to your cloud. Those things are really, really important. And I don't know why I've never said so before. I guess because I assumed it. But that's not a good thing to assume. So let's all agree. This is a very good thing to do. And we should all start doing it. Okay. All right, good. Now I'm being fired on chocolate right now. I totally admit I woke up this morning. And the first thing I did was I had milk chocolate lace cookies for breakfast. So I'm kind of wired. And I admit it. But the next thing that we have to do is we have to think about around the corner and down the road, what are the other products that are out there for us to use? Ones that are not online trees, but that aren't just the saved GEDCOM file. Well, there are other places you can put your tree. You might want to put it up on MyHeritage. You might want to put it up on another service like that. But remember, those, those are all pay services. Ancestry is a pay service. Any service that's a pay service could conceivably go away because the people running the business could say, meh, I'm not so much in the mood to do this anymore. I'd really rather have lots and lots and lots of cash and go retire in some island somewhere. So that's something that we have to be concerned about. You can upload your GEDCOM file to MyHeritage, and that's great. That's one thing to do. You can also upload it with your DNA to jedmatch.com. I have some, well, let's just say I feel a certain type of way about that. Um, Not necessarily going to be our discussion today. But as long as you keep it private and not searchable, I don't know, you know, that that could be an option. The thing is that we have to think about what else there is. There are a lot of pieces of software that are not connected to the internet or that can optionally be connected to the internet to do searches, things like Family Tree Maker and Roots Magic, and I don't know, just like a, a whole bunch of these different pieces of software. I have one, I guess it's Roots Magic. I don't even know. I really don't use it. But I think considering this article coming out, I'm going to. So what am I recommending? Once weekly, back up your files, your entire tree. And back it up to three places, not just one. If you're doing work for other people, I've got over 150 trees, probably 160 at this point. And most of them are for my own research for books. But still, there are a fair amount out there that are for reparational genealogy projects and that are for just other people and other interests. I have to back all of that stuff up. I may be taking some days now to be doing a lot more thorough backing up because I've been a bit of a slacker at this. So I I strongly suggest that you follow my path on that. If you've been a slacker like me, hey, no harm, no foul. Just, you know, catch up. Nobody's going to harsh on you. I know nobody's harshing on me. And ultimately, I kind of do wonder if this is a key for us those of us who have ancestry memberships or those of us who had memberships and who quit them, a lot of that's been going on recently. Maybe we need to start contacting ancestry. Maybe there's a Twitter hashtag that needs to be created and raised up out there because uh, I'm real concerned about this. I don't know about y'all, but I am real concerned about this. 
I don't want my trees to go away and I don't want this data to go away because I found so much gold and I found so many cousins and I don't want my ancestry DNA to go away either and all of it could just be gone tomorrow and that really scares me. So this article was published in Bloomberg on August 14th and the the author is David Shuliozzo. And um, it's definitely worth looking into. Again, the title is Ancestry.com Owners Aim to Extract $900 Million Payout with Loan. Look it up. Read it yourself. I've posted it on Facebook. And uh, it's on my page for for, uh, Ancestors Alive Genealogy and for the podcast. I've also posted it in the podcast group. I think it's something to think about and discuss I don't think it's a reason to automatically jerk all of our data off of Ancestry. I think that's reactionary. But I do think that it's time to stop putting all of our eggs in one basket. And it's time to be a lot more careful with the things that we put out there. So those were my thoughts today. Basically, some other time we will talk. I've been holding off because I've still been trying to figure out what to say about Genesis and GEDmatch.com and Parabon and all of the civil liberties risks that there are out there at the same time that there are generous hearts out there wanting to put their DNA out for use by law enforcement or people who don't want to put their DNA out there for use by law enforcement. So um, that's pretty much it for today. That's off the top of my head. I just want to encourage you to stop by patreon.com slash ancestors alive. And by all means, follow there. We have some new articles there all the time, questions, thoughts, ideas that you won't get anywhere else from me. And please, if you found some usefulness in this podcast so far, sign up to back the podcast anywhere between $1 and $50 per month. There's some goodies that come with it. And it would really, really help me out a lot because I'm trying to manage a lot of a lot of projects here with the newsletter that I put out and the research that I'm trying to keep funded by being able to keep paying for the supporting website that allows us to have a discussion place and a research place for a reparational genealogy project. So until next time, do your research, think carefully, back up your data, and above all, Expect surprises.